0: kennedy street please visit kennedystreetcio.org recovery is possible
1: Um, we're live and i'm ready for it this week i'm so impressed with myself so hi everyone my name is claire claire kennedy Welcome to our Kennedy Street live chat and our um, recovery talks, which we have every Wednesday at 12 noon um, till one o'clock. And uh, each week we invite fabulous guest speakers to come. Um, the reason why we invite people to come and um, have a chat with us is because since the pandemic, what's emerged for us as a charity, well, first of all, we've become a registered charity a week before lockdown, for those of you who don't know what we do, and um which could not have come at a better time. And then since pandemic, um What's emerged for us as a charity is a national recovery helpline, where people reach out to us and ask for help, basically. And it can be a multitude of different um, things that they're struggling with. Um, Most of the people that have been ringing have been functioning alcoholic addicts, so they've still got jobs, they've still got families, they're still in the family home. Um, Some have got, most of them have got, um, are in work so um and they're just really struggling it's really really affected a lot of people in a lot of ways and this pandemic and what we try and do at kennedy street is just offer that um connection um, and give people a starting point um often people don't know where to start so that's why we do these talks because we were so inundated with calls that we couldn't take as many calls as we needed to take so we decided to do these talks, which we could stream live on Facebook and on YouTube. So yeah, that's why we're here. We're here to serve and we're here to spread a message of hope. Um, and we've got some fabulous guest speakers today. And um, what I'm going to do, I'm going to introduce my stunningly gorgeous husband, um, who will then introduce our guest speakers. So Over to you, gorgeous husband.
2: Hello, everybody. You're very welcome today. Uh, I hope you're feeling okay during this uh, pandemic too, or lockdown too. Today, we've got the lovely Annette and Matt, who are from Gamcare, which is a gambling charity. Uh, I don't want to say too much about it because I don't want to take too much away from my guests. Uh, So I will just hand over to the lovely uh, Annette. Thank you.
0: Thanks very much, Kev, and thank you very much, Claire, for having us along today. It's a real pleasure. Um, my name is Annette. Um, as Kev said, I uh, come for, I work for a charity called Gamcare, and I'm a training and engagement lead for the women's programme because we have a number of different programmes that we work with within Gamcare. Um, Many of you may have heard of Gamcare before, I'm not sure, but we're the leading national provider of support, help and advice for people who suffer from gambling related harms. So that's not just the gambler themselves, but also the affected other as well. And I'm here today with my lovely colleague, Matt, who uh, works on our youth programme as well. And I'll hand you over to him as he's going to introduce himself. Um, There's nothing better than lived experience and Matt will be actually talking you through very kindly through his story and his experience Um, and then we'll be able to come back and talk about what help and advice is available within the community which you can reach out to, uh, what our roles entail um, to ensure that we can reach out and help as many people as we possibly can. So thanks very much guys and over to you Matt.
3: Cool, yeah, thanks for that. Um, yeah, my name is Matt Burgess. I am I'm an education and training lead uh, at Gamcare. So I work specifically on the youth programme, uh, which is really about offering preventative uh, education to young people around the subject of gambling, uh, as well as training to, to any professionals, or any frontline professionals that may be working with young people. Um, we're a, a non-judgmental organisation, so we don't go into schools and talk to young people and, and say things like, you know, gambling's bad and you shouldn't do it actually we really pride ourselves on having those honest kind of conversations about what gambling is and and you know how it can be done in a much safer way and how it can be done in a a dangerous way and actually what those impacts might be if if that happens and and where they can obviously go and get help as
1: well amazing amazing thank you so much matt um would you like to tell us a little bit more about your experience if that's okay and sort of how you came sat here you yeah, know, and working for GAMCARE as well.
3: Absolutely, yeah. So uh, I started gambling uh, probably, I was about 16, 17, um, you know, just your general kind of buying scratch cards, you know, going into the bookies, placing bets on football matches and, and things of interest, you know. Uh, at, at that point, it was still very much a, a kind of social gambling, um, you know, very little amount of money. Uh, I went to university uh, at 18 um, and I did a, a course in performing arts um and you know very much fell into a culture of people you know had some very good friends there uh we would play football at the weekend uh go to the pub uh you know a few doors down was a bookies um we'd go in there play some bets um, And and going into that that kind of uh environment i, I started to notice uh, what we call fixed odds betting terminals uh so these are machines that you can find in bookmakers um where you can play things like virtual roulette virtual blackjack all those kind of games um so I started to you know put a bit of money in them uh and over that kind of year or two the first sort of year or two of university I started to notice that actually I was probably playing and gambling with a little bit more money than than the average person especially for a student who you know if you've been a student you'll know you won't have lots of money at your disposal um so yeah I kind of was putting a lot of money in them I guess sort of halfway through my university experience I kind of started to think potentially, you know, this is becoming a little bit of a problem. Um, Kind of ignored it, uh, didn't really want to face it, uh, didn't really want to have to tell people about it. Um, It was towards the end of my third year, actually, as I left university, I discovered online gambling. So, you know, the idea that you can go onto an online bookmaker um, and go onto their live casino feature and literally have a person stood at a blackjack table, you know, dealing real cards in real time. um, And that was when I started to spend, you know, quite large amounts of money. Um, I guess at that time, I kind of thought that once I left uni, I'd probably, you know, stop. Uh, I think, you know, there were times where I won uh, and actually that that money helped me through the next kind of couple of weeks. And obviously there were some, a lot of losses as well. Um, but I definitely thought, you know, once I'm in a job, and I'm earning money, you know, this will kind of go away. I won't really need it. Um, I was quite lucky when I left university, I got an agent within like, Three or four weeks, um, and then went into the world of like professional performing. Um, did some, you know, pretty cool jobs. Uh, a lot of like tours around the UK. Uh, did some work over in Spain as well, which was great. Um, but one thing I noticed is was that once I left university, I was was still gambling. Um, and there were times where I was working, um, and I would be gambling uh, in any kind of break that I had. Uh, and there'd be times where I was out of work, uh, and that kind of boredom really set in. Um, and you know, I would gamble. Online for, for, for many hours. In fact, at the height of that problem, I was probably gambling for like 15, 16 hours a day, um, you know, sitting either in my room or on my phone and on a laptop, you know, uh, online, uh, mostly through the day. Uh, I was living at home at the time, but while parents were at work. Um, and then on the nighttime, I'd go to bed, sort of pretend to go to sleep, and then, you know, gamble through the night as well. Uh, and that really went on again for another kind of two years. Um, what I really didn't realise at the time uh, was that the gambling uh, was, was causing a lot of underlying depression as well, I think, um, and it was really unnoticed. Um, so it went on and on. Uh, the gambling got worse and worse. I think at the height uh, of my problem, like I said, I was gambling for 15, 16 hours a day and I was depositing you know, thousands of pounds a day um, you know, and, and spending that money. Um, so it became really, really difficult to manage. Um, I got to the point where even on nights out with friends, um, I would find an excuse to leave a nightclub or to go to a club toilet and, and sit in there gambling. Um, you know, so it was really uh, it was really difficult. And I didn't feel very good about myself at all. Um, it all kind of came to a head uh, on the 26th of February 2016. It was um, I had been on a very long gambling session just sort of in my room. Uh, it, you know, that went through the night and in the middle of the night, I uh, ended up gambling pretty much all of my savings, um, which, you know, i just finished a quite a good job. It's quite a lot of money. Um, and, and I gambled all of it and lost it um, and, and panicked. Uh, so I took out the biggest overdraft I could on my bank account um, and I placed all of that uh, and I lost that very, very quickly as well. So I went to bed that night, you know, feeling obviously very down. Um, I woke up the next morning and, and didn't really have a penny to my name. Um looking back, that was the point where I probably should have gone and got some help or definitely should have gone and got some help. Um, but, you know, I told a lot of lies to friends and family. Um, you know, there was definitely a, a, a stigma and a shame that was, uh, was around the kind of the problem itself. Um, so unfortunately, I made a, a really bad decision. Um, I ended up driving to my local town centre. Um, I went to the top of a six storey car park and I jumped off it. Uh, and made a, a really, really serious attempt on at my life. Um, uh, obviously, very luckily survived, very, very luckily survived it. Um, and uh, even more lucky that I, I'm still mobile today. You know, I'm still able to walk and, and, and do a lot of things. But, you know, I did do a lot of damage. I ended up breaking uh, every bone in like my right and left foot. Uh, I crushed my pelvis. I broke three vertebrae in my back. Uh, I broke quite a lot of my ribs. Uh, Broke my wrists, damaged nerves in my head. And I did pretty much every bit of damage you can do to your body. Um, And it was only really, you know, I spent three weeks in a coma um, and then a good sort of three or four months in hospital. Um, And it was only really that time in hospital, um, and and actually the lie had been revealed to my family that I was able to talk to them and and really explain what had been going on and and, and start to recover. Um, You know, I was extremely lucky firstly to survive, but also to have that support network around me. Um, and I know my, my parents are probably watching this, so I'll always say thank you to them because they were, they were amazing uh, through the whole thing. Um, just to be able to kind of come clean uh, and speak about it um, and, and have their support really helped me recover. Um, and you know that was nearly five years ago now. Uh, I haven't gambled since, since um, and yeah, you know, I feel like I'm in a very, very different place in my life. I actually look back at that experience now as as myself being a completely different person. You know, I, I didn't really um, take into consideration anyone else's feelings because, you know, that is, that is part of the problem, um, but now, you know, um, I, I feel like I'm on a very different journey, and it's, uh, yeah, it feels good. <laughs> uh, okay. One of the things that we, you know, one of the reasons I like to tell that story um, and, and kind of link it back to the work that we do at GamCare is, I am extremely lucky to have that support network around me, um, and, and we really recognise at GamCare that not everyone has that, um, and that all that it might be really difficult for someone to kind of come clean to a family member or to a, a trusted friend. Um, so that's why like our support services are so important because you know if you're in that situation um, and you are able to to just uh, make a phone call to the National Gambling Helpline. Uh, or speak to someone at care, then that is really the start of a recovery journey, and, and that's really the, the hardest bit in a sense.
1: Amazing, thank you so much, Matt, and thank you so much for your honesty. I really do appreciate it. I'm sorry, and I'm sad that it it took you to those lengths. It's it's it must have been horrendous for your parents. It must have been horrendous for you, obviously, um, to have gone to to, to, to felt that that was the only way out, really, um, and that that's what really struck me is you know and not just with your story but other stories that I've heard as well is it really does take a lot from people and um suicide rates are phenomenally high I'm sure Annette will tell us a little bit more about that so I'm really grateful for you coming on this show today and I'm I'm more than grateful for you surviving to be able to tell us um your story and share it with us and I'm sure there's lots of people who will be you know, impacted by your your honesty. Um, yeah, I've got loads of questions, but what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna I'm gonna save my questions until we've heard a little bit more from Annette, if that's okay. Because what I'd like to do, like if you're you sharing your story, is just find out. If there is anybody out there in that, and they're at this point, um, or yourself, Matt, you know, either of you can come in on this. Um, where would people start? Obviously, pick up the phone. But how would you then be able to support them?
0: Yeah, Matt, would you be you happy for me to just lead on on this? Yeah. Um, thanks a lot, Matt, for sharing that because I know that that was a really big step for you today. So we really appreciate that. Thanks very much indeed. Um, You know, it's really important, a couple of things that Matt said, you know, about the shame, the guilt, the sadness that he got to that point where he felt that, you know, the only way out really would be to try and, you know, jump off that car park and that sort of thing. Um, It's really important that we work and educate or raise awareness around gambling and gambling-related harm so that intervention. Does with a lot of addictions, if we can get that early intervention and that understanding from professionals individual community leaders anybody that's working with individuals and talking to people um, to understand the indicators that it might possibly be gambling or there may be an issue there what can i do can i reach out to help and signpost this individual too so like you said the National Gambling Helpline, which is a free phone number. Um, it's an 0808 number. It's open 365 days of the year, 24-7. And there's trained advisors on the end of that line who will be, ha- be able to triage people, give them the help and support that's needed, and obviously help them along their, their treatment pathway, whatever that may look like. And one of the key things that we do in our training as well is skill people to understand gambling because it's very much a hidden harm, Like Matt has About the fact that, and the way we gamble nowadays has changed massively. If you've got a laptop, an iPad, a smartphone, you've got a casino in your room, twenty-four hours a day, if you, you know, if you want, if you want it. Um, So uh, it's really important to try and look at those indicators and get that early intervention um, and talk about it. The main thing is to be able to talk about, have that open conversation. So when we train and work with professionals, services, community leaders we talk about what's called a trigger question that's quite a corporate way of saying but it's a gambling question that talks to the individual and it's not just about the gambler because gambling affects so many others as well so it's about giving the help and support to the what we call affected others which is loved ones family members you know people at work work colleagues whatever they you know whoever they may be um, to ensure that they get help and support as well. So opening, having that open conversation, you know how was your relationship with gambling, or have you been affected by somebody else's gambling? And if that question is yes, the answer is yes. There's help and support available. If it's not, you've sown the seed. You may be a safe space for somebody to come back to and say, hey, you know what, Claire? We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I have actually thought about it and I want to speak to you about it now. So as we know, that open conversation is really, really key about such a complex issue. Um, We have other referral pathways as well because not everybody wants to pick up the phone and call the National Gambling Helpline. And especially in lockdown, people may not feel safe to be able to do that. With the shame and isolation that this can can bring with such a complex issue, it's important that they can reach out in other ways. So there are web chats. There are uh, chat rooms which are peer led Um, which you can find on the Gamcare website and you can gain access. They're safe spaces for people to be able to explain what they're going through, share their experience and speak to people who are going through the same, which I think, I hope you'll agree, is really, really important. Lived experience and people who are experts by experience will drive our services, our support services and all of our programmes forward 100%. So also, we all work with our lovely treatment partner called Breakeven, who have actually, I know Ian and Neil have actually been on the show as well, and we can do direct referrals through into Breakeven as well, and I can see that their details are coming along the screen at the moment, which is really good. So there is huge help and support out there, but it is about making sure that we, in the roles that we do, raise that awareness, and that's why I'm so thankful that you're having us on the programme today, because... A lot of people will know where to go for drug and alcohol support, but not necessarily for gambling. And we're certainly seeing an increase specifically in women and women with gambling related disorders or gambling related harms increasing. And we want to ensure that people obviously know about where they can go, what help and support is available, not just the gambler, but the affected other as well. And um, Matt, I don't know if you wanted to add anything to that.
3: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think you've covered a lot of it there really well. And that, you know, it's about um, having, like I said before, those non-judgmental services um, that are there for people. Um, You know, my story is one of those things, you know, it's not unique in a sense because, you know, many people have been through the same thing. But we want people to really understand that the services are there for, you know, leading up to that point as well, you know, there are, sometimes people do phone the National Gambling Helpline and say, look, I'm just a bit worried because spending a little bit more than I usually would have a weekend. And, and that's really positive because actually the earlier we can kind of capture a, a problem, usually, you know, the easier it is to, to be able to overcome that or to help someone that, that overcome that. Um, with our youth services, you know, we're, we're really about that preventative side um, but also, we you know we do have a netline which they can access, which is on the Big Deal website, which is BigDeal.org.uk. I think that's going to come across the bottom as well. Um, so this is a a program specifically for young people. Um, a lot of people always question, well, why are we well why do we have services for young people when they're not even legally allowed to gamble? Um, but you know the, the Gambling Commission's most recent kind of survey of young people shows that there's an estimated around 55,000 young people that are already experiencing problems with gambling. Um, so again that early the earlier we can have that intervention the better and actually if they don't have a problem great um but you know we can give them that education to ensure that they carry on through life without experiencing any problems Um, and they have the correct information as well
1: amazing yeah absolutely early intervention for me is critical earlier we can um and and ultimately, you know, you know this, Matt, and that I'm sure you've seen it. Kevin and I have got that lived experience. So we know that nobody can do this for us. And ultimately it is about planting seeds of hope. And I think, you know, um the work that we're doing is giving those people those opportunities to hear. Um and the earlier we can plant plant those seeds, the better. So, Kevin, have you got any questions?
2: Well, first off, I just like to say thank you to Matt for uh, having the courage to to actually tell that story um, and tell that story uh, on air, uh, so to speak. Uh, and it certainly brings home just where this particular, I mean, any addiction can take you. But this one, I always feel that gambling's a bit hidden. It seems to be a, a bit different from 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 other addictions almost uh, it, it's nastier in it to a certain extent i think uh, but that's just my opinion um and i'd like to know um you, you were talking about younger people we well, see when i was a kid the, the bookies was uh maybe because i'm 104 but the the bookies was was so it didn't really didn't bother me i mean i'm a man of many vices uh, i was a man of many vices but uh, gambling wasn't one of them so but I think now, because of scratch cards and things like that, um, can I ask you, what, what do you think the government can do? What can the government do um, more to to bring awareness and, and to, to help people? And do you feel that more young people are getting involved? And is this pandemic, uh, I should imagine, has tripled, maybe quadrupled your, your calls because people are short of money and they fall into that trap?
3: Yeah, well, I'll start by saying that, Kev, you don't look a day over 30, so uh, you're not 104, don't worry.
2: <laughs> um, but no, yeah. Once um, an actor, always an actor, Matt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: You
0: threw
3: um, it away there. there. <laughs> you can't fool me, pal. Um, no, yeah, I think it's an interesting question. Um, and, you know, my per, you know, I have to separate my personal beliefs from, from Gam Cares. Uh, you know, Gam Cares a very, like I say, non-judgmental view. Um, but we do align in the sense that, you know, it's not just about the government changing rules and laws, okay, it's about social responsibility. Um, you know, that's why I'm really proud to work for Gamcare because we, we work with all different areas. We do work directly with the industry and train some of their uh, kind, of, kind of call center staff, um, you know, to make sure they're keeping customers safe or to help them keep customers safe. Um, but it is, we, we talk to them a lot about social responsibility, you know, Um, especially when we talk about things like advertising. Now, you know, gambling companies should not, uh, you know, should be allowed to advertise like any other company, Um, but we kind of urge them to think about, you know, what is socially responsible in terms of advertising? Is having 10 adverts in a one hour slot responsible? Maybe not, who knows? Um, So, you know, it's just really getting people to think about, yes, they're a business and yes, they should be allowed to operate in the same way any other business does, but actually, customer safety and, and, and you know, just gen- generally people's safety should be at the heart of everything we do. Um, uh, and you know, I, I think the government are really looking at this now. Um, you know, there's, there's talks uh, in the House of Lords about potentially the, the lottery age. You know, because obviously, you'd be 16 to do the lottery is potentially going to rise to 18 at some point this year. We don't know if that's definitely going to happen, but I think that's a step in the right direction. You know, just having a kind of flat. Uh, age of 18 for all gambling Um, but you know I think it's I I try not to focus too much on on you know what the government can do I think um, I look at myself as an individual and uh, you know and other people and actually what can we do to, to help keep people safe.
0: And I just wondered if, Kev, I could just add to that about sort of like talking about the advertising a little bit, because we hear from women and I can talk from, you know, case studies that I've done with women training uh, where people have shared their experiences and things like that. And they have certainly said that you know advertising has been a trigger for them. Um, you know, you, you're going to be hard pushed to watch daytime TV uh, without seeing um, uh, an ad, an advert that comes on, um, you know, for online gambling. And, you know, traditionally, we don't have to go and get the tenner and go down to the bookies anymore or anything like that. You know, if you're feeling a bit isolated, a bit on your own, you want a little bit of something for yourself, um, you know, our service users have told us that they have joined like online communities and gambling has come as a, a secondary sort of thing because I think as human beings, we all feel a sense of wanting to belong to something, um, you know so you, there you, we do hear obviously for the impact around advertising but Matt's you know very very true in what you've said and I, and I believe you and Claire will say you know it is down to individuals responsibilities also um, to be able to do that but if there is signs and problems and you know gambling disorders or gambling related harm there are all there is also help and hope and that's something that I really want to get Across obviously today in this session, and Gamcare have launched a new pilot called Talk Ban Stop, um, which is through the National Gambling Helpline. Um, And it what help you can speak to somebody on the National Gambling Helpline to start this process along. And basically, we're working with GamStop and GamBan, and GamStop stops the person, so you can give all your aliases, all your names. All of yours kev you can put curly down all that sort of thing and they will be able to actually stop that um that you actually accessing online gambling and gamban is about your devices and i think you can register up to 15 devices i'm not 100 sure but a number of devices to be able to stop using those devices to access gambling websites so in the past that's been something that people have had to pay for it's currently free so that is available and also the financial industry are doing a lot of work around the banks scam care are working with them around stopping because a lot of people have said why didn't the bank stop me to a certain degree you know they these transactions um so there is help and advice there through the banks if you ask for it
2: yeah uh- as an actor i've been round the down the country like yourself matt and um I, I sometimes use casinos not for gambling uh because there's there's cheap food in there uh, as an actor you know so that's very handy and they show the football games which you sometimes you can't get um on normal tv uh and i find that uh, and those places are like palaces Right, so uh, and, and they're amazing, um, and and I see no problem with that. That's that's that their stuff. But from what you've been telling me, it seems to become more secretive with the devices. Um, and and I may be wrong here, but I think when it gets secretive on your on your your phone or on your computer, that's the the isolation of it. Are um, big tech getting involved in this uh, and and kind of trying to ban certain uh, um, betting? Uh, apps or things like that and uh as i said uh is there is there a, a, a massive amount of younger people coming into to the gambling arena um because i remember when like ladies of a certain age would just disappear every tuesday night to to bingo uh and that was and he never struck me as a, a kind of a um a habit a, a bad habit you know So I'm going off to bingo so with is it more young women and and um and and young g- girls getting involved in it and and as I said you know what are the big tech companies trying to do about it? Matt do
0: you want to take
3: that? Yeah absolutely yeah so um you know there's loads of different things that are, are kind of happening um I, I guess the the main kind of ones is the net uh, spoke about is the, the kind of uh, what they call blocking software. So you can download software that will, um, you know, stop you from accessing any kind of gambling related site. Um, and some of them also block emails like advertising emails that comes might come to your account as well. Uh, I know there was a, a time where people were saying it's great for blocking websites, but I'm still receiving all these free offers and all these free bets. And, and actually that's enticing me back in. Uh, so they are working on well, what they have already worked that into their kind of um you know, their software, so you shouldn't be, re- people that sign up won't be receiving that. Um, I know there's talk, you know, this is only from news that I've seen, so, you know, there's talk of like, um, social media sites potentially being able to then block it for under 18, so um, it's more a bit more targeted, um, you know, because that is obviously a risk when a young person signs up to, to social media or, or even plays the kind of what we call freemium games, so things like Candy Crush, where you don't have to pay to download them. Um, they're usually riddled with adverts, and so that's how they make their money, Um, but it's ensuring that those adverts are suitable for the person that's actually using them. Um, Going back to your your question about kind of isolation, um, yeah, I I definitely agree. I think, um, you know, to do it publicly in a casino is one thing, but to do it at three o'clock in the morning, sat in bed is very, very different. Um, And and when we do our training, I always talk to people um, about the kind of hidden side of it. And I always pose the question like, how many times have you been sat on public transport and and seeing someone on their phone or on an iPad, now actually we can't see what they're doing, but how many times have you actually thought, I wonder what they are actually doing? Now, that's not to say that we should go and ask them, (laughs) you know, it's not not any of our business, but actually it just proves that we don't actually know what people are doing uh, on these devices uh, uh, and that's why it's so easy to hide. Um, You know, if someone is getting drunk all the time or is taking drugs all the time, Likely that you're going to see some sort of physical impact from that, um, you know, especially if you see them on a day-to-day basis. Whereas gambling, you know, there were there were times where I was extremely tired because I'd been I'd been uh, gambling all night. But aside from that, there wasn't really many physical impacts. Um, I I knew that I'd kind of spun this huge web of lies over a, a long period of time. Um, so I wasn't, you know, I didn't let myself be really angry when I lost lots of money because I knew then people would start to question why that was um so yeah it can be very very hidden and, and very isolated
2: so what what pa- parents for example what should they be looking for in their children if 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 they feel that there's a problem with gambling um specifically gambling what what should they look for
3: uh, so there's a number of kind of risk factors and impacts to, to kind of consider. If you're talking, um, you know, about devices, obviously there are a lot of parental controls you can put on devices now. Okay, um, you know, there's a lot even with things like Xboxes and, and Playstations. Um, you know, any anything that can access the internet, usually you can put a parental control on. So I definitely urge parents to start to research. Okay, what are these parental controls? How can I use them to my advantage to keep you know my my child safe? Um, But, you know, if a young person is struggling with gambling, we're likely to see, um, you know, that their schoolwork will decline or they might even start to become really truant from school. Um, Sometimes they pair that with what we call other risky behaviours. So they might pair that with uh, alcohol abuse, uh, drug abuse. Um, You know, it's really looking at a a young person and and what risky behaviours are they taking? Are they getting enjoyment from those risky behaviours? We talk about young people experimenting with drugs and alcohol and even sexually as well. Um you know if you've got a young person that you know is is getting some enjoyment from that, um, then that should definitely be a red flag. Um, you know, they might also turn to things like antisocial behavior and crime. that could be as a way of just kind of lashing out and let that emotion out or the crime side of things, you know we know that young people on the whole don't have access to huge amounts of money, uh, but to gamble, you usually need you know a fair bit of money. um so they might turn to some sort of crime you know uh, there's a lot of uh, instances where, Young people and adults, uh, you know, have got themselves into a bit of debt by gambling, and, and felt like the only way to kind of uh, lose that debt is to to go and rob someone, or you know, to start dealing yeah. drugs and things like that. So um, there are a number of things you can look out for like that. Um, but really, it's 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 about pieces of the puzzle. It's about um, you know, one side might be a little red flag, and then another little red flag a bit later on. Actually, putting all those things together.
2: Okay, and can, Annette, can you talk me through the, the process? Someone, uh, someone who, who may be listening to this, who realise they may have a uh, a gambling problem, and they decide take that that first step, that very first brave step, to reach out and ask for help. Can you talk me through the process of we make the phone call to you, um, and what happens then?
0: Yeah, no problem. Um, Yeah, so the the phone call comes in through to the National Gambling Helpline or or you can gain that support through the web chat and the web forums as well. So there's a number of different ways you can do that. And there are advisors on the end of the line who will speak to the individual about um, what the concerns are. Um, We have parents, just linking into what you were, you know, talking about just now, Matt. You know, we also have parents that call up um, concerned about their their children as well and behavioural changes in their children that they're seeing you know a child that might be quite tolerant at, norm, at normal times and if you try to take their laptop away from them has a, a complete meltdown and you know changes completely um, so those trained advisors will be able to offer help and support in regards to what is required for the individual obviously it's a very individual process um, so we need to find out what's Happening in regards to not just the gambling, there may be a comorbidity with another um, addiction that may be ro- running alongside. So there may need to be a multi-agency approach. But what would happen specifically in this area, because I know we're kind of talking about the South Coast as well, is that a referral can then go through to our treatment partner break-even, um, if it's a if it's treatment that is required that breakeven can provide. Gamcare also provide what's called um, uh, a program called Game Change, which is um, a computerized CBT program. It's eight modules, which people can do in their own time. So that's cognitive behavioral therapy program, changing your behavior and your relationship towards gambling. You will have a trained practitioner who will work with you to go through those eight modules. You can do it in your own time. So you don't need to turn up at two o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon for a face-to-face meeting. It can be done privately so that you can do it anonymously if you want to keep it away from loved ones um, um, if you haven't disclosed yet that you're there um, and it really is the treatment plan and the, the care plan is really molded around the individual and what is re- what they require at that stage because it may be that they're Perhaps in a social gambling situation, maybe thinking that they're moving towards problem gambling, um, but they just need that brief intervention and advice to help them to stay, perhaps, in their in social gambling within those safe parameters, rather than it becoming more of a severe problem.
1: Yeah. And, and
0: also I just wanted to mention as well, Kev, because you talked about the pandemic. Um, you know, and I just wanted to pick up on your comments around the pandemic as well. And the Gambling Commission have released figures to say that there has been an increase in people gaming and gambling on well, ga- gambling online during 2019, two thousand and nineteen, two thousand and twenty. Um, so I do, in my personal opinion, and what I hear and pick up from when I do my training and speak to professionals, especially mental health professionals, are seeing a lot more people coming through with gambling related issues. Um, whilst we've been going through this difficult period that we went through last year and into this year as well?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've had a lot of calls, a lot of calls, um, particularly from ladies um, and people that are at work. Um, So ladies that are at work, that are at home in lockdown, you know, on devices and they're gambling whilst working. And um, it's really it's it's massively problematic um and i know that that goes on when we're back in the community too i know i've I've, you know i've had a lot of clients in the past um who have um, been gambling at work and they've been found to be gambling at work and that's really what's brought about a um a moment of clarity for them one question that i wanted to ask you and i'm because i'm personally really passionate about family recovery and um whilst the focus is often very much on the person with the with the issue be that gambling drinking or whatever the problem is um not much emphasis is put on the family and what they can do so for instance i had a lady call um and we it, it relates back to what matt was just talking about um and you know crimes committed and this this mom um had had a credit card stolen by her child who'd got the gambling issue. I mean, they had got a co-morbidity as well, and they'd got a drug addiction as well. Um, And she discovered that the child had stolen a, a credit card and racked up a bill of, I think, something like £6,000. Um, So what sort of guidance? I know what sort of guidance I'd give, but what sort of guidance would you give um, to that mum? Because often family members don't know where to start, and they might be you know bail their child out which often happens so so can you tell us a little bit more about coping strategies for parents and how best to deal with addiction in in the home
0: yeah absolutely you're 100% right in regards to that bailout as well we often see that within gambling very much so because Some people feel that if they don't do it, then somebody will sadly take a further step, you know, and and, and they don't want that to happen. And there's that normal parental feeling around that side of things. So, again, um, that would be guidance towards the National Gambling Helpline if that's what they need, because they need the help and support as an affected other as well. Rightly so. It's like you say, it's not just focused around the person with the gambling disorder, um, so there is obviously help and support for people through the trained practitioners through GAM Care as well. But for me, it's about having that open and honest conversation. So many people that I speak to that talk to me about their experiences say they didn't know, you know, they had no idea. They wish that they had had that open conversation. They'd wish they'd brought it forward. They wish they'd talked about it. And that's why I touched on, you know, talking about that gambling related question as well is having that conversation with people to actually say is there a problem sometimes can bring forward people find it really personal so you know it's a really difficult place to be at but if you feel confident that you can have those open conversations, you know, do bring it forward. Don't heap the shame and guilt on people, you know. Don't you realise that we're not going to be able to pay for our grandchildren's graduation or, you know, whatever it is. That person's all really feeling pretty, pretty low as it is, you know. So have that open conversation with support. So perhaps get yourself aware of um where you know you can be and what support that you can have and acknowledge the fact that you need that help and support as well um, and reach out for that to ensure that you can um, because it is available and a lot of people are affected by individuals gambling so you know that first step really is that open and honest conversation but reaching out to the professionals who can provide that support for you as as a family member and as an affected other
1: Absolutely, completely agree. And I would always say that to family members. I would say seek support for yourself first because often what we do as family members is we think we're trying to help and what happens because we're drawn into the illness, the the, the condition, whatever you want to call it, the behaviours as well. And what we try and do is we... Um, we act out dysfunctionally also. So I would say always, always for family members, if anybody's got any, you know, any pro- questions they want to ask, you know, for me personally, it was about changing my narrative and about me learning about myself and my coping strategies or my lack of coping strategies, you know, and taking ownership for my own, behalf. as a, I'm talking as a family member now, um, you know, there were so many, so many changes I had to make to me, which I didn't actually think I was the one with the problem. And that often is the case, you know, it's like, well, I haven't got the problem. They've got the problem. Yeah. Uh,
0: And I think we hear a lot about people that suffer from what we call emotional neglect. They put their emotions aside because they feel that they need to deal with that individual, you know, but actually they're just as important. Um, We're... we're currently running actually um, a, a survey through the women's program for women and young females who have been through treatment and support um, and who are affected by gambling or affected others, You know, affected by other people's gambling. And we did it last year as well in the women's program. And 100% of those people that returned their responses to that survey uh, said that their mental health had been affected, whether they were the affected other, the loved one, the family member, or the gambler themselves. Um, And I I hope if we can reach out to some of the people that are watching this today um, to give us that feedback as well on that survey, it's a Survey Monkey, it's anonymous, it's very straightforward, Um, we can hopefully change Um, and look at the ways that people are, we are providing support. And one thing Claire, I'm really passionate about is we have a lot of barriers and we need to break those barriers down to ensure that we are providing support. We're reaching out into the, the best way that we possibly can so that people do come forward and get that help
1: that they so rightly deserve. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wholeheartedly agree. And so if, if, if there's any ladies watching, do you want to give us a little bit more information on what support specifically you can offer to um, women? Obviously, I want to encourage people to to fill in your questionnaire. And that's really important for your for your benefits. But if there are any ladies watching that really just want to start this process, um, how would they how would they go about starting this um, this new path?
0: What we have actually found that has been very popular with, um, with women's through the women's program and the feedback that we've had has been the web chats, um, because you can just type your messaging, you can just reach out. If you go onto the Gamcare website, you can actually see those live web chats. So you can reach out almost anonymously. You can do it on your phone, so it can be a way of being able to do it, which is you know a bit more discreet perhaps than being online. Uh, reach out, just say the experience that you're going through at the moment. We do have themed forums as well, um, so that means that people can come on to those forums, which are specifically women only forums. You'll have to check the website again for when they run because it's not something that I'm involved in day to day. And they will be able to. They are peer led again. Um, we have a peer support group as well that GamCare a peer aid group that Gamcare have. Again, all the details are available on the, on the website. Um, so if you are got, wanting to take that first step, there, that's some of the referral pathways that are available. Also, you can contact Breakeven directly Um, who are our treatment partners who who are absolutely brilliant uh, service that provide really really quick consultations and fantastic treatment pathways so I would wholeheartedly recommend that as well and you can self-refer or if you want somebody to support you have a friend a family colleague you know something like that that you know speak about it come forward make that small step even if you just go look, see, have a look and come away, you know, do please um, have a look and see what is
1: available for you. Amazing. And, um, gosh, we could we could do at least two hours on this subject alone. Um, so, you know, I'd love for you to come back at um, some point and maybe talk a little bit more. Kev, have you got any other questions that you want to ask?
2: Um, not really. I just want to say thank you very much because uh, it, this is, I think, is – another epidemic i think um uh, and as matt said you know it, with d- drugs and alcohol it, there's a physical um signs a, a physical impact that you can see but i, I do think this is is such a hidden uh, addiction and 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 devastating uh, i feel uh, so i just want to say thank you very much for for coming on today and i hope people have, uh, uh out there have got something from this and i hope people will be in touch with you
1: yeah honestly we really appreciate you coming on um and the wisdom that you you've brought um And, you know, for anybody who's watching, who's struggling, you know, um, I know that break even have been on the show and I know that they have they have a really quick turnaround in in call responses, which is really important. You know, in some areas we've had calls from all over the country, people seeking help and we try to connect them to the resources in their community. And in some areas, it's like up to um, three months waiting for not not for um, gambling addiction, but for other addictions and the the wait times are phenomenal you know um so if you've got any any problems or if you've got any um if, if this is you know part light bulb um, about a light bulb moment, you know, you can reach out directly to GAM Care. If you want to start a conversation and you need some additional support to take those next steps, you can give us a ring. You know, we've all of our all of our um, helpline operators are all highly trained. They're all in recovery themselves. We have a variety of different people from recovering from lots of different um, addictions and addictive behaviours. And there are lots of free resources out there as well. You know, I mean, we we often um, scroll um, Ga- um, Gamblers Anonymous and, and Gammonon, which is for family members. And what I would say is, you know, if you've got any doubt, just start somewhere, you know. And like you said, Annette, it all starts with a conversation, doesn't it? You know, so. yeah, absolutely, and I would
0: echo everything that you have said. Um, and also just to reiterate, all the GAM care resources are free as well, so there's no cost to any of that support that's, that's available, which is brilliant. The training that both Matt and I provide through the women's program and through the youth program is all free of charge as well. Um, And so that is available to raise that awareness within the communities. Um, There is help and support within your community. My background has historically been in homelessness and mental health. So I've dealt with uh, people who have been going through drug and alcohol addiction. And I completely agree until I started to work with gambling. I had never seen that there could be such a quick turnaround in regards to support, Um, and help through the services, you know, rather than having that long waiting time for, um, you know, that help and support, which is really key to get that early intervention. So please, you know, do reach out. And also Matt and I have provided our email addresses Um, Should you wish to contact us directly, we'd be more than happy to, um, to, you know, to follow up on this. This isn't just a one stop. Here we are and off we go. Um, This is very much something that we are very involved in and very committed to.
1: No, I appreciate that. I appreciate your um, willingness to, because to, it is about personal connection as well, you know, and people might have connected with what you've said. We've had some lovely comments as well. We've got um, Sue saying, well done for raising awareness. Proud of you, Matt. Um, you know, we have um, a really, you, you're right, gambling from Karen. You're right, gambling really is a hidden addiction. I support people in addiction with money management issues. And this brings home that there are other addictions beyond alcohol and drugs, which can also be harmful. Well done for raising the awareness. We've got, had some really, really good. There's another one here from Meryl. Our pact is a brilliant parental control for young people's devices. Brilliantly said, Mark. There's a lot of love there for you, Matt. And I think, you know what, um I'd just like to say thank you both, really. I mean, I'd love for you to come back. I'd love for you to talk about, because I know that you do um workplace training as well. You know, I'm passionate about workplace training. So um I think the more the more early intervention work that we can do, um, the better. So I'd love for you to come back and talk about that. Um, I'd just like to say thank you. Thank you both so much for some
3: yeah, yeah. Thank you to you as well. Like, you know, we talk about gambling being a hidden uh, addiction or hidden problem, um, and it's not until people start doing things like this and we can actually talk about it a bit more uh, and People come forward, and I know it sounds a bit cheesy, but it genuinely does save people's lives. Um, So, so thank you for having us on. Um, And yeah, if anyone out there does need any help, please do get in touch. We'd be more than happy to work with them.
1: Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you both. And sending you on your way to the rest of the week with. Lots of love and thanks again. Yeah. Come back and Thank see us. you again. very much for having us. Stay safe, everybody. Hey, thanks, nice hey, see, see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: Hi, I'm Matt. I'm one of our volunteer fundraisers here at Kennedy Street. Thanks for listening. Your support is greatly appreciated. Please do head over to our website, www.kennedystreetcio.org,
1: for information on how you could be involved in future fundraising campaigns or how you can donate to this great cause.